Hello. Test it. Test Hello and welcome to Agitate, a periodical podcast of creative, entrepreneur, and other interesting people. My name is Rob and I'll be taking you on this journey. So sit back and enjoy yourself. This is Agitate. So today I'm speaking with Andy Young. Andy is a local cinematographer, DOP. He enjoys extreme sports like mountain biking, and he actually has done a uh, feature-length mountain biking film called Break the Cycle. Today I'm talking to him about gear, life, and his recent travels. So here we go. Andy Young. Honcho. All right, we're live. With Andy Young. Hey, Andy. Hello. How's it going, Rob? Good. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. A wee bit of hay fever today, so might be a bit sniffly on the, the microphone, but... Damn hay fever. Yep. Not much sleep last night, but... Because uh, you're a world traveller? No, try not to travel too much <laughs> at the moment. Where are you going on but, Friday, Andy? Uh, Russia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for a week. Just a week. Just a week. Just the sh- first, first time in Russia this year, so... <laughs> How many times were you in Russia last year? I don't know. <laughs> that many times? Yeah. Well, that's good. Oh, that's all for FIFA? Yeah, all for FIFA, you know. So uh, it's through a company in London called IMG. They're doing a lot of the the uh, contracted stuff for FIFA coming up to the World Cup, you know, yeah. 2018, you know. So. What about WRC? You still doing stuff with them? No, not really doing WRC stuff anymore. Um, it was pretty full on, you know, so it came to an end of a year and sort of never really followed it up, you know, so oh, I'm yeah? happy enough not to... Uh, and Red Bull? Yeah, well, I mean, usually that's the major, major project I do with them every year is the fox hunt. For, um, it's like a mountain bike race starting most forever. Yeah. So uh, usually that comes up once a year or so, you know. So hopefully that's on the cards again this year, you know. So we'll see what happens. How many How many drones did you have last year? Uh, I think we had three up in, yeah, three. And how many GoPros? Uh, <laughs> maybe, I think we had about 15 GoPros. Wow. But, uh, but it was a pretty... Uh, full-on project in terms of data because we we allowed the riders to submit uh, their footage as well. Oh yeah. So we had How'd about that turn out. Yeah, well, we had hundreds about, of hours. We had about fifty memory cards, you know, coming in at the end of the race, and we were trying to do an edit for the next day. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we had to have a pretty. Was that all on your shoulders? Yeah, it was all on my shoulders. So we had a. Well, I had about 15 people working for me, you know, so just wow. between drone operators and camera operators and uh, just runners and um, and jazz people and stuff like that, you know, so, Crazy. Um, you know, it's a, the event, it's a, like I said, it's a mountain bike race down in Rust River, it probably lasts about five or about nine minutes. So it's, <laughs> it's a high, it's high enough pressure. High energy. Because, you know, you've got a, a big enough budget on it and you know anything could you know it's such a short period of time and anything go, can go wrong so yeah you know you want to make sure everything's running right and but it went off without a hitch 
yeah, it was, wasn't any problem, like, you know, so thankfully. <laughs> I think that was With all sense. those little mini SD cards floating around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh. well, it's a bit of a challenge trying to keep all that organized. You know, people are just basically handing, it, handing you their... I think we... What did we do? Uh, I can't remember if we, we got full cameras GoPro submitted or if it was the memory cards I think it was the memory cards and then we had to organise all that so that all the memory cards went back to all the writers as well you know wow. so yeah bit of, bit of an operation you know so <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah but uh, yeah, when so, does that happen uh, usually around October every year it's like the last uh, the last race of the mountain bike season you know when everyone's when all the serious proper races are over this is more like a it's more like a fun event, more like a... Mm-hmm. And who are they chasing? Who did they chase last year? Well, the the guy, um, it's usually uh, one of the pro, Rebel, Rebel Pro riders called G. Atherton. He's, uh, he's based in Wales, but he's one of the top riders in the world. He's um, he's like a, he's a mountain bike downhill world champion, you know, so basically there's about three or four hundred riders start have a mass start at the, at the top of a mountain and then um, they get maybe like a 10 second head st- start and then G. Atherton tries to chase them down the, the mountain you know and tries to pass them and tries to win he has to pass them yeah 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 it's not so, the other way around no 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 which is quite challenging because at the top it's like a, quite a narrow trail and then he has to try and get past the guys you know on, on that and then but he in nine minutes yeah, well, usually they get down a lot quicker than that. Like, but I mean, it's still, still pretty, wow, pretty short duration, you know. So, yeah. so did you also you also did that skating thing at Stormont too, didn't you? A couple of years ago. Oh, cr- crashed ice. Yeah. Are they, they going to bring that back? Um, well, I think as far as I know, that's like a that's a continuing series you know it's an international series it wasn't just a one-off event so it's part of a rebel crash dice uh series and basically where guys are it's kind of like uh either from four cross and mountain biking or bmx racing it's basically guys on ice skates race down this track mommy track down the side of a mountain or a hill and yeah, so uh, I'm not really sure if they're they're bringing it back again, the Belfast or not, but uh, it definitely. Uh, it was popular, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was popular enough. Well, uh, yeah, it was definitely good energy at the event. They put a lot of money into it, you know. And there's a big, pl- big bit of publicity or surrounding it, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm not really. I, I don't really know what they're what they're doing mm. with that, you know. Haven't really sort of had a meeting with Red Bull in a, in a few months now like you know so we need to probably need to catch up on them and see what, see what they're up to you know catch up on everything yeah yeah life yeah, yeah. <laughs> riding yeah mountain bikes I need to get out more <laughs> but tell me about it finally got mine all done and it's just finding the time to actually yeah, go somewhere yeah I suppose with uh with anyone in this kind of industry the advertising industry you know you, well for me it's ja- quieter in December and January that's when yeah. I get some free time and to enjoy myself and then free starts, time in shitty weather starts ramping up after there so you're not really doing well I'm not really doing anything apart from working past few months in the summer months like you know so yeah busy times now <laughs> yeah I got it. I went up just I just spun up Black Mountain 
just on the the paved trail. Yeah. Just to get a feel for it again, because I haven't been on the bike in five years. Well, what was it like? And your buddy there fixed it up for me. Which which guy's the that? mobile guy? He's got uh, the van. Uh, Belfast bike repair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's all pretty yeah. good, but. It's definitely a 25-year-old bike. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference to I like, you know, I mean, some of them, just the bikes are so good these days, you know. I mean, you could, you, like, back in the day, you could spend thousands on the bike and it still would be a bit dodgy, you know. <laughs> and my bike was $5,500. Yeah, yeah. Back it's in the insane. day. Like, yeah. Now you, Cutting edge. Yeah. Now you can get a, <laughs> a decent like for a bike that you can do proper mountain biking on for I don't know, £1,500 like yeah. that's years ago that would be dirt cheap you know but yep. I suppose not mountain bikers are thinking £1,500 that's so expensive <laughs> but yeah it's good value for money these days like definitely I'd, I'd like to get back on my bike first before I ever think about buying another one though I just want to make sure I'm I still feel the same way about it yeah yeah, I mean, it's been such a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I did a little bit in the 2000s, like up till about 2006. Yeah, yeah. But here, I went out a couple of times with some people around, <coughs> where was it, uh, Castle Wellen? Yeah, yeah. There's some how, fire how roads find, and stuff like that. How did you find that? Was it, the official, was it the official trails there, the official mountain bike trails? I think it might have been. This yeah. would have been 2008, 2009? Uh, no, they probably weren't there yet, no. It's like, if you go to Castlewell now, there are official mountain bike trails there, oh, you yeah. know, so if you want to get it, it's good for beginners if you want to get into it, you know. It's, uh, um, it's fairly tame, like, you know, so yeah, definitely check out Castlewell or where else, Restrever as well. Yeah. But Restrever's a bit of a climb, so if the fitness isn't there, you know. Uh, well, knees. Yeah, 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 ascents yeah. tend to be uh, <laughs> a little grinding. Yeah, but uh, yeah, def- definitely get get out to Castle Well, and the the trails are easy to find there. Yeah, see, trying to talk Steve into getting a bike. Steve he keeps on. I'm gonna uh, on texting me saying, "What do you think of this bike? What do you think yeah. of that bike?" And then he never pulls the trigger. No, he just needs to do it. Yep, that's what I've told him because <laughs> he needs to. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I think he's packing on a couple of those no pounds from the <laughs> mom's home cooking. I'll have to slag him off next time I see him. <laughs> Steve. I thought, is he not, like, living on the mountains or something these days, or is he giving, all that up, giving that up? Well, he's, he spends every weekend up there pretty much. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. If he's going to buy a house here, if he's going to travel. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Hard to tell. He's making the big coin, though, now, so. Yeah? What's he doing now? Uh, he works nights. Right. Oh, right. And, making yeah. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he must be doing good. Okay. Let me get a little closer to the microphone. Making drugs. <laughs> Does anyone know who Steve is? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually for, uh, uh, the star of a NI, back when it was an NITB video back in the day. What, the, we the winter one? Yeah, we brought him up into the mountains. And, yeah, uh, that one was great. Yeah, we're, it was it was good to work on, like, you know. Just uh, definitely we got some good shots as well, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> did did you propose that to them? 
Yeah, it was one of those things uh, where... End of the year? The, uh, yeah, it was the agency end of the year, pretty much, and the, they had a bit of budget to spend, so... Um, yeah, it was good. And they, they pretty much had to do it in the next couple of days, like, so uh, went into a meeting, and I just sort of suggested the idea in the meeting, and uh, at the time it was actually s- snowing, so I thought... You know, when do you ever see snow in Northern Ireland? You never see it, and you know when. It, yeah. When there is snow there, it's it, is, it looks does look really good. So I thought, you know, we might as well take advantage of this weather some way. You know, so just thought, cool. Yeah, we'll head up to the mountains and get some cool shots of Steve. And did you guys camp overnight? Uh, not really. No, <laughs> we kind of set it up so it looked like that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful magic of movie making. Yep, showbiz. <laughs> uh, we actually, I don't even know if we actually set it up that way in the video. Uh, I mean, they wanted the, the tourist board, wanted to show off some of their accommodation providers, you know, so we, they sort of put us up in a, like a lodge down near, out along direction, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. And then, uh, pretty much stayed there and then, uh, Headed off at the mountains for a couple of days, you know. So, yeah, it was really cool. Got some really cool shots, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great when they go for something like that and propose it. it. Yeah, it is because um, sometimes you know these these guys are really focused on figures and focused towards certain goals for whatever reason and in, in, in their marketing you know uh, this it was just like you know trying to make something that looks good and shows off a particular area yeah. of Northern Ireland and um, you know, I think it worked out quite you know, well enough for them in terms of viewerships on their on their vin- on that video you know um, or sometimes when you know was it a three minute in the end I can't even remember how long it was you know usually video wise I just try and cut them to um you know what what duration feels comfortable you know i mean when you start losing interest yeah yeah and uh, i think you can have things that are too short as well you know um i mean there's a whole trend with the online video thing you know sometimes just make them super short and snappy like 15 seconds 20 seconds you Mm -hmm. know instagram length yeah yeah what's suppose works well for some things you know but um you know at the same time you know, there's just quite a few people, you know, hammer at home that, you know, online video has to be super short and for it to work properly, you know, but I mean, you can, you're, there's videos out there that can be an hour length and they're still getting the big, big figures, the mm-hmm. million or two Definitely. viewerships like, you know, so I think it's all the, as long as you have good content out there, it's put together well, you know, it doesn't matter what duration it is, it's, it's still going to work like, you know, yep. so, uh, yeah. I remember that one a couple of years ago. Uh, you know the guy Magnus Walker, Magnus Porsche Walker. guy. Yeah, drives yeah. a Porsche around L.A. Right, right. It's called like Urban Outlaw or something. Right, okay. It was like 15 minutes long or something. Right. Like millions and millions and millions of views. Yeah, yeah. And That's it totally blew him up. Like yeah. he became this super popular motorsport figure. No way. Over, yeah. over a 15 minute video yeah it's insane but it's so hard to 
video-wise online, it's, it's it's it is a difficult one to figure out what's what's going to work. I mean, you see all these. Well, you got Steve. Yeah, you got the mountains. <laughs> you got some snow. <laughs> what else can you see? Come on, <laughs> millions and millions of views. Steve, super famous international <laughs> star now. <laughs> Steve and his beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, Rocking that 70s cop look. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a long time now. I have to catch up with him, see what he's up to. I think last time we, I think last time he worked for me, uh, we were doing a, a shoot at Crawfordsburg Beach. It was for, uh, I think it was the Irish Water Board or something like that. And then we had all, we had about, we had a, f- a few hundred candles on a on a beach. And, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, we're based at night time. <laughs> Windy? Um, there were special candles, so they didn't really blow out. They were oh, like cool. special movie candles, <laughs> which actually, I didn't know this, but I think they're probably like 90 pounds each or something like that for these candles. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, and you had hundreds of them? Well, we had like a good few, a couple of boxes of them. Plus yeah. We had some normal candles as well. Um, I think a poss- I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't source the candles so I had a feeling they were on a loan from somewhere because you could they didn't burn too quickly you know so you could oh. easily reuse them you know um, but yeah we're, we're trying to shoot this candle scene on the beach in Crawfordsburn in darkness while we're fighting the tide as well Great. so <laughs> And then, at the end of the shoot, the candles were out. We had a generator and all for you know for uh, power to light up the, the beach what we needed. But um, but obviously we we could only run cables so far. Just just with safety with the water as well. You know we could put the, put our power lights out too far. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, at the end of the shoot, we had to, you know, when we came to strike everything, wrap, you know, pack all the kit up. Uh, it was pretty much darkness, so then I got got the kit into the van. It was quite late at night. Then I had to leave, leave the stuff, some of the kit back to the rental place and, uh, with a bit of sand on it. Oops. So <laughs> I don't know if they were too happy about that. They had like, but uh, yeah. But it went off without a hitch. Yeah, went, I think it went out all okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I saw the end result, but uh, I sort of looked through some of the rushes as I usually do, and yeah, I was pretty happy with the, the way it turned out, like, you know, so. The Irish waterboard. That's not a yeah. controversial... Uh, Is that what it's called? I don't even know if that's what it's called. Something they're like the that. guys who are charging now in yeah, the south for water. Right they're trying to. Right. And everybody's protesting. Right. Uh, yeah, but that's, not, that's, not, that's been going on for a long time now, isn't it? Like a yeah. few years, yeah. Don't even know what's happening there. I don't know. I think they're charging. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna charge people. <laughs> yeah, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, that's a, what's the deal with that? The North End, the charge. We already get charged. Yeah. Well, that's just commercial, is it? Or no, I think residential. I, I don't know if I get charged for water. Oh well, we get charged on the farm. Maybe it's a farm thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But else, that's it. I think it's a couple hundred pounds a quarter. Right. Yeah, yeah. All these things add up. Oh, pfft, pfft. Creative Street subscriptions. <laughs> Everything's a subscription these so, days. Yeah, 36 pounds a month for Adobe. Yeah. So 500 pounds a year. Yeah. How many, how many years are you going to do that for? 
don't know. Forever? <laughs> and I bought Capture One, which is the still software for tethering and it's a, a raw processor and stuff. I bought th- their version 8 like two years ago. I upgraded to 8. cost me, I don't know, 180 pounds or something. Yeah. Literally, like, within the next three months, version 9 came out uh, and then version 10. What? And they're like... Uh, we're going to a subscription basis as well, and uh, I just ah, oh, come on, man. So is it subscription now then, or can yep. you can you buy it? Look, you can't buy it anymore. Can I you? don't think you can. I think it's only subscription. <laughs> and then one of my animation software for animating stills. Yeah, it's on a subscription too, annual subscription basis. It's like three hundred and fifty pounds a year. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. That's the whole. Well, most apps now, you know, they're going subscription model. You can't really get away with it or get around it. And, I uh, wish I could do that with my clients. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe we should figure out a plan. Still have a, <laughs> Subscribe uh, for... Oh. Yeah, what do, you, what do they call that when you... Retainers. Just give me a 5,000-pound retainer and <laughs> I'll answer your phone. Yeah. I'll answer the phone anytime you call. <laughs> It's like all these things add up, you know. You've got, you know, you keep all all these subscriptions that you sort of, they're so easy to get into, like the Creative Cloud suite or say Amazon Prime or something like that. You oh, know, Amazon then, too, yeah. And then before you know it, you've got all this coming out of both, and you're like, where's all this money going to? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I found that, I found with Amazon Prime that when you were on the outside looking in at it, yeah. It looked great. Yeah. Because they were promising next day delivery, and then uh, they were promising... We're both getting texts here at the same time. Tweets. (laughs) Somebody's in at the studio today. Um, Yeah, it looked great from the outside looking in. You get next day delivery. You had all these good movies. And then... We've had it now for about four months. It seems like all of those company, like everything that you go to buy, yeah, yeah, is now they offer the Amazon Prime delivery, but it's two days instead of one day now, or or most of the things that you usually get aren't even available for next day deliveries. And then you yeah. start looking at the movies and the TV shows, and they all—they all—they're all like really old movies. And yeah, it's a bit. <sighs> co- I always I find that it's a bit confusing what you're getting when you buy from Amazon, or what you know who who you're getting it from. Yeah, exactly. You know, is it coming from China, or is it you know where's it coming from? I went through four pairs of shoes in the past month right. trying to get a comfortable pair of shoes. Yeah, and I bought I bought one pair of shoes, and they were supposed to be a size 11 and they were like a size 9 definitely not the right size I go to return them do the whole Amazon return procedure they came from California you serious? yeah it's going to cost me 15 pounds to ship them back yeah I've never really for a 25 pound (laughs) pair of shoes yeah I've heard good stories about returning from Amazon but I've never actually to Amazon tried it before like when it comes from their warehouse yeah it's it's pretty good yeah yeah. when you got to start doing the third person vendors yeah especially when they're out of the country yeah it's not worth it so now I have a pair of size 9 yeah. shoes that I gotta find somebody who's a size 9 yeah I just got the Prime because 
because of the, the delivery, just sort of calculated, you know, it's, it'll be worthwhile over a year. But then you got all those other things like the the music and the TV things. I haven't as well. used the music. Yeah, I mean, I, I started to use it more. It's well, I think it's Was more it like a Spotify thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a subscription music basically, um, but. Uh, seems to be quite poppy music on it you know like more mainstream music rather than anything All else the hardcore that you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i haven't really delved into it too deeply like but i mean i mean i used to subscribe to the apple music thing um, did of, you yeah i canceled that a while ago um, it was actually all right for their like their curated playlists and stuff like that so it was quite good um but I just find iTunes, like, like I used to use iTunes loads years ago, but it's just got worse and worse over the years, like, and well, just too many different random features. You, you can't use, use it when you're editing, right? Like, you can't, it just, because it, it sucks so much RAM. Does it? Yeah. It's a, it's a RAM hogging app. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't do Photoshop or Lightroom yeah, with yeah. iTunes open. Well, I can't do that anyway when I'm video ed- I can't yeah. listen to music anyway no, when I'm no. cutting video, but I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I fell into that Apple music thing for the first month. They give it to you free. Yeah, yeah. And then I canceled it. Yeah. But they didn't cancel my money? credit card. Right. And they kept taking it out for the next 10 months. No way. And the only solution, I couldn't, I couldn't cancel it. They wouldn't let me cancel. Yeah. So I actually had to go to American Express and yeah, tell okay. them to, no to stop paying it. And uh, and then it, it fucked up my whole Apple account because that oh, was right. the credit card that was associated with my oh, Apple account. Right, okay, so you couldn't pay nor like with other. Yeah. Things so then? I had to I had to register a new card and what was it like all my old purchases and stuff yeah, disappeared yeah. because that was oh, an no, old right. account but I kept my email yeah it just got really really obtuse yeah those Apple accounts are a bit annoying I think I mean they changed their their URL like three times or something like that it used to be like dot mac dot mac dot or me. at me and now it's iCloud is it so, now iCloud I think so yeah well, I don't know. It gives you but, a lot of different aliases for your but email it's like accounts. You can't, you, there's no way to merge. The, well, not that I know of. There's no way to merge those accounts. So I would never use them as email addresses or anything like that, just for buying stuff on their app store. But, I mean, it's just a bit confusing. Even if you go to buy something in the Apple store, they ask you for your account, and it's like, which, <laughs> which one do you use? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I... I use them all, except for iCloud. Yeah. I have, back in the day when they first started .Mac, you could get five email accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I loaded up all five, yeah, just with yeah. different names and stuff. Yeah. And then when it m- went to me, I yeah. used those five again. Right. And I, so I got 10 different right. email accounts. Yeah. And it's I use them just for... You know, if I log on to somebody's message board or like a, oh yeah, yeah. you know, forum somewhere, like I, I know where the spam comes from. Yeah, yeah. If I so you've got start like getting spam, I know where it's coming from. An email address for spammy stuff. Yeah, you kind of need that stuff these days. Oh. <laughs> if I get one more email saying your Apple subscription is done, or like you know the really bad English ones, yeah. you need to reply message now. <laughs> 
with your credit card details? <laughs> yeah. Click link here. <laughs> uh, so some of those fishing things are it can be like I could see how people could get tricked by those quite easily like you know your parents some, hopefully some, not you yeah like well, people our age some of them seem well even like if you're doing like a whole government thing the HMRC thing I get emails from them often enough and they are like some of them look I think some of them are legit. Right? Why are you getting emails from HMRC? <laughs> Just when you when you sign when you sign up to their online stuff, you you, you get emails oh, like yeah? some, some tax returns and stuff like that. Um, but you know, their web stuff is so looks so dodgy. You know, the, even the legit stuff looks like it's not oh, legit. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, that was my whole problem with my bank. Right. They kept saying, you know, you should sign on to online banking. You should sign on to online banking. Yeah. I go, your website looks like it was designed by a six-year-old with crayons, <laughs> man. Exactly. I, I don't trust it at all. At exactly. all. That's when you go to pay your uh, your tax bill as well, your VAT, VAT bill. You you go through this, like, web, web portal or whatever, and... Uh, you enter your details for uh, should be thousands of pounds, and yeah. it's like this just seems real, really dodgy or weird. There's no. I just let my accountant do all that. Yeah. Ugh. Stay away from all that stuff. Yeah, it's just like you you can do a bank transfer and, it, and do you do a bank transfer and you just put a reference in of your taxpayer number. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you're just hoping it that I don't know how it works, but. Hopefully, it usually does work for me anyway. And then you haven't got that letter yet. <laughs> Not yet. Like, so yeah. Dear Mr. Andy, <laughs> we own your house. <laughs> Just run away to some different country. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Get the coffee in. Get that coffee in, yeah. Still early, man. Never tell with Garage Band, you know. Let's see. Are we recording or are we not recording? Well, uh, I don't you, see. Go, you, you go. You about the seat? Oh, uh, you about? Hello. I don't see any audio waveform before. Have we? Have we been recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it just doesn't really show up that well. You just saw my vo- my laugh there when I got pl- closer to the mic. But yeah, I haven't used that, opened that in such a long time. Yeah, it's changed again. i just looking at the font. They've changed right. the font on it. You usually use Edition there, do you? Well, no, I, I've been wanting to use Edition. I've been using GarageBand for all the podcasts. Yeah. yeah. But it seems, obviously, that Audition is just way more robust and you got so many more filters and stuff in it. Yeah. Like, all the fil- all the filters in GarageBand, I don't know what they do. Whereas in, you have presets in, in Audition, you know, you can just start clicking on presets and you can hear the difference that it starts to make. Right, okay. Yeah, well, obviously, in Audition, it is more of a professional bit of software, but... I don't. I just. Don't, I don't. There's something about Adobe products. I just don't. Don't like. Oh just yeah. The, they're, you, you seem to love all. Love it all. Like the. Like I like. I love the integration. Yeah, just the yeah. fact that everything works well together. Yeah. I just don't like. 
well, they just annoy me because of the subscription thing. Plus, plus as well, though, that the code seems pretty quite inefficient. When I, anytime I open an Adobe application, it's always like taking so long to process something. I mean, mm-hmm. like even. Uh, for example, I took a few photographs yesterday. Well, on the uh, launch Lightroom, tried to import them and then export some things. It just was taking forever. And I was really? like, why is this taking hmm. so long when I can export things from Final Cut or whatever, like in a fraction of the time, like larger files and more, in theory, more processor intensive stuff, you know? Uh, I'd say, of all the things that work, I'd say Lightroom is the worst. Right. It's... I wouldn't say it's worst. I'd say I'd say it's inefficient. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say for all the RAM that my computers have, yeah, yeah. Photoshop runs fast. Like, I can do shit in Photoshop really quickly, yeah, really yeah, easily. Yeah. In Lightroom, I and I even subdivide my Lightroom catalogs in years yeah. so that, you know... It doesn't have half a million files in it. Yeah. And it's still inefficient. Like, it still runs slow. Yeah. I suppose Photoshop was always that... Well, it started, that was their main thing back in the day, wasn't it? That's what... Well, yeah. I was that how it started? It was what, the, Aldous, Aldous Page Maker or whatever. Yeah. Back in the early 80s. No way. <laughs> and then and it, from whatever that was, PageMaker or whatever, they went into Photoshop. Yeah. But I used to use Photoshop all the time back in the day. Like, But now if I open Photoshop, there's so many... It's cool. Like, they add all you these... You can do video. They add loads of features on, but, like, so many features get added with every up- update that you're, like... You just lose track of what you can do. Have with, you seen with, the with uh, facial recognition liquify? No, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> you can go into filter, liquify, and it'll do a facial recognition. So yeah. you got two people, and it'll outline the person's face. Right. And you can make their eyes bigger, make their eyes smaller, give them a smile, <laughs> make a frown. You can, no you know, extend their jawline. You can do is that, all this stuff. Is that, uh, is that a, the latest one, or is that just like a test? In te- Photoshop, a, yeah. Like a test one, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's, it's no been... Probably a year now. It's yeah, been yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's. I mean, I've used it a couple times yeah. for the smile thing. Yeah. You know, just to give somebody a hint of warmth in their face. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, it's it's pretty feature heavy. Like yeah. there's a little too I mean, much stuff. I mean, I suppose that's good and bad. I mean, you see with a lot of their things, you know, they come out with all these cool features, like like for example, the ball you were just talking about, or. I think with uh, with video, they were doing the the automatic uh, dialogue matchup, where basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know I if that's. That. I don't know if that's. That's in Premiere, right? I think so. I don't know if that's built in. You don't know. I, I think, think it, it is. Somebody was telling me about that the other day, where it actually. You can be somebody. Out. Somebody can actually just. You, somebody can be saying something on screen, and then you can do, record a voiceover for them, and then it'll automatically voice match up anyone's voiceover with what they're with the movement of their mouth. Oh, the, oh, okay, that's a different one. The one I heard about was 
you can be doing a, a talking head interview. Yeah. And whatever gaps, if there's a gap in the oh, interview, yeah, you could, it'll take the gap out and it'll blend that person's yeah. face yeah, into yeah. the next yeah, segment. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a morph, like a, a, a yeah. like frame interpolation thing, like um, kind of like what the Twixter super slow motion filter mm-hmm. was like back in the day. Um, it's, it's, Boy, I it's hope they fil- got their money and it got out. Yeah, okay. I hope they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it was a bit dodgy that filter. <laughs> or that. It lasted all of what a year or so before. <laughs> but it's built in the most of the iPhones and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose they do super slow mode. Yeah, it just kills you. Yeah. But uh, that that filter that you know that's built in the Final Cut now as well. It's just a Is standard it? filter you just drag and drop. And uh, yeah. It only, you know, if if the person on the screen moves a lot, or if they move too much between between the cuts, you can see them more if it's like something oh, yeah. like Terminator or something like that, you know. But it kind of worked really well and really seamlessly, you know. And so you you've, you you've used it then? Yeah, I've used it a couple of times. Um, and it definitely could get you out of tricky situations where you want to cut the person's interview, but you don't have like a tighter shot or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it can, you, it can be totally seamless. You, you might even notice it. It's hmm. there, like, you know, so it does work quite well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think when they start including like video into Photoshop, I thought that's when things went a little too far yeah like why, why would you do that when you got Premiere like it's just sort of it's just making your your kind of suite of applications just messy yep. it's like you know what I what I use for video do I use Photoshop or do I use Premiere or what now granted I do use Photoshop for short clips for short cinema graphs and right you know like sort of Instagram style yeah. clips because it's you know, it's nice to be able to work easily on layers and to be able to replicate stuff that I would do in stills yeah. right into a motion file. Yeah. And is that the cinemagraph thing? Is that built in or is that like an extra plugin type thing? No, no, it? it's totally manual. Oh, it's manual, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I've, I hacked, you, kind of, you just kind of paint out the, yeah. the image that you yeah. want to be motion on, I get you. I hacked my Mark III to shoot raw. Right, right. And man, oh man, it's amazing. Yeah. I love shooting raw. Like for, <laughs> for cinemagraphs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just... But you have, do you have to have special memory cards then for the camera or something like that? Or? Yeah, I put the Magic Lantern code on an SD card. Yeah. And I just leave it in there. And then I write to the compact flash card. Yeah. And then bring it in to Lightroom. Yeah. Bring all the DNGs into Lightroom. Yeah, yeah. And then I mess them up in Lightroom do whatever effects treatments color treatments I want to do in Lightroom and then uh, and then just you know Apple save uh, command S so it writes it all to the metadata then I can bring that into as an image sequence into After Effects yeah and then either in After Effects or in Photoshop you can do the layers and just you know paint out the stuff but the quality fuck yeah, shooting raw is so incredible. It is good, like, but I mean, like, I've it's got, a long workflow. Yeah, like, two, a couple of my cameras can shoot raw. Like, one of them, I've never really, 
I don't think I've ever shot raw on a professional job just because it's so data intensive and just, it takes so much time you know yeah. I don't think people have the budget over here to sort of deal with it you know obviously if you're doing those cinematographs it's not too long a duration but if you're talking about you know say 30, 30 minutes of footage or an hour's worth of footage yeah. it's just so expensive to the process and so what, what soft, what, is that in your, on your Sony one of your Sony's uh, does that yeah like I've got like a it's like an older Sony it's a Sony FS700 it's one of the first uh, cheaper cameras that did super slow motion they did a decent level like you know yeah. it wasn't too expensive and, uh, but I've sort of got like a like an external recorder like it's it's, a, it's called a convergent design Odyssey 7Q it basically bypasses all the electronics in the camera uh, takes the raw signal out of the camera and then 4, 4k raw signal and then I can record it into this wow. recorder so you can either record uh you can record 4K raw at 60 frames a second, or you can record 4K at 100 frames a second if you want as well. Wow. Um, but it's only, 100 frames is only like for four second duration at a time. But I mean, four seconds and 100 frames is enough. You know, you get yeah. 16 seconds real time out of that. And you never, well, I'm never going to use more than and so seconds clipping it. Does Sony give you software? No, Sony doesn't give you software. What what software would you well, use to? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Sony flipping because because they're all scabbers. Uh, basically, the camera when Sony released that camera, they said this camera will be able to do 4K raw output. Uh-huh. That's all the information they give you. And then it was maybe a year or two before they said, right, this is how you do it. It's going to be, you have to send your camera back to us and it's going to be a 500 pound uh, really? firmware up- upgrade that we only we can do. So, <laughs> so did that. But then maybe about a year or two after that, then they said, when they sold those cameras new, then it included that, that ability. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, basically do that and then you buy the external recorder and then but with the external recorder there's a there's a there used to be a, like a raw firmware for every camera that you wanted to record raw with that oh, used yeah. to be about thousand dollars or something like that so uh it was just money on top of money on top of money like for but, raw uh, for raw well yeah which is uh it's, i've sort of did an experiment with it a good bit uh just to see what's what I could get out of it and uh, definitely you know I mean I've worked a lot, a lot with raw photographs and working with those seeing what you could do with it it's like this, this would be amazing if we could just do this with video mm-hmm. and uh, now it's come along with, with the cameras and stuff like that and, uh, and then when you go to do a video it's just it's not it's just it's a different thing video and photo are different so you you can process one raw frame for your for your video and make it look good but when you play it back as motion it's just it's just not the same you know it's just not the same thing if you know what i mean so yeah so i find it easier just to record it like a sometimes a decent quality codec like ProRes or something like that and it's just easier to work with and yeah you can create a lot quicker and easier with that and yeah so but if so let's say if you needed that dynamic range uh, well I mean like I said you get a lot of the stuff uh, with the lower bitrate codecs like ProRes um, obviously with the RAW you, you could pull back a lot of the highlights and stuff like that but it's just so much hassle and so much <laughs> workflow and yeah. you need super expensive hard drives like RAIDs or SSDs to be able to play that back. Um, it's not, it doesn't really seem to be a processor thing. It, you know, I mean, 
I've played back raw, raw files on my laptop, no problem, as long as you know have really fast media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty expensive stuff, you know. I've got like a promise raid, go through Thunderbolt port, and uh, that sort of allows me to play just about play 4K raw back, you know. But uh, yeah, it's not something I just sort of decided Raw's not really want to I'm not going to work with Raw unless somebody really totally wants it you know yeah or somebody comes along with software that yeah you know cleans up the whole workflow I suppose it'd be yeah I suppose if you could do that it'd be be good as well you know Uh, like I mean I think uh, like red like the files from red covers are a bit easier the R3D files are like Mm. Raw files but they use DaVinci do they uh, use DaVinci no they've got their own kind of uh, kind of code that they uh, like a plugin that you get for the likes of Premiere or Final Cut or but I think I'm pretty sure those things have got it built in now you know oh, yeah. processing for R3D files uh, which are kind of like raw but they're they're you can compress it to different levels like you know so it's a bit, bit easier to work, manage and work mm-hmm. with if you know what I mean uh, but yeah I'm happy with ProRes for now <laughs> I'm happy doing 30 seconds worth of video at a time <laughs> as far as I'm concerned you can keep it yeah totally it's all too much too much gear too much software it is really well that's the thing you know you, there's so much well hopefully I think it is starting to slow down in terms of the gear side of things um, do you? It, I mean you think so? yeah well video it's like I think it's leveling out you know used to be cover, the past few years cover manufacturers were bringing out these all these different types of cameras and they weren't really sure what where to place them in the market or, or what to price them at, you know. Uh, but now it seems that the market's sort of figured that out, that, you know, where cameras are, what what the price levels are, you know. Mm-hmm. It used to be you could get, you know, two cameras that were similar, similarly spec from different manufacturers and they could be like a difference of £10,000, difference in price. But now, but that's because they... There weren't any cameras like that before. Nobody knew how yeah, to price Yeah, breaking but, new ground. And but yeah, but now everyone's kind of settling down that way, and you know, you, you do f- see that the prices are kind of not just plucked out of thin air. They're thin air anymore. It's more not a competition for each other, yeah. like you know. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, like like I said, you know, there's so much gear out there that you know people were really focused on that and losing sight of the whole create, you know, the creative side of things you know what, what it boils down to you know it's not you could shoot things and shoot something like anything and, uh, see I think that's still going on though with like drones and stuff yeah I mean that that market is still pretty damn hot still see you know ridiculous what that whole GoPro thing and DJI's new little copters and yeah it's hard to know what's and everybody's shooting it everybody's shooting it yeah yeah fuck you can't go anywhere without seeing one up in the air over an event or something yeah it's it's well I suppose it's the the whole job thing it's kind of I think well unless any kind of laws change it's pretty much here to stay it's like well you it's heard just, what they did in the states right what's that the FAA dropped the regulations oh I think they the both I heard something that was it's easy it's quite easy now over, yeah. over there yeah dropped the majority of the regulations 
Yeah. Thank you, Donald Trump. <laughs> Deregulating everything. Like, like Donald Trump, I don't know about that. Like. <laughs> See, over there, that's where I would want the regulations because every yokel's going to have a fucking inspired, you yeah. know, over top of your event, flying it like a loose cannon. Well, it all depends. I mean, I think a lot of the dangers are overhyped. Like, you know, I always compare it to something like. You know, if you've got a phantom flying about and it crashes, you know, it's hardly going to do any damage compared to someone like driving a car down the road and sort of. Yeah, do you but, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can't, there's almost a day that doesn't go by at least that you don't see a new video up on Facebook of somebody's drone doing something stupid. Yeah. Getting, yeah. I saw one yesterday of a rally car hitting. Oh jump, yeah, saw that. That was that was a, at the WRC this year. Um, I saw that clip. Yeah. Some, somebody flying a little low and <laughs> crashed the <laughs> crashed the rally car straight into the drone. <laughs> Oops. Was it an Inspire or something? It looked like an Inspire too. One of the brand new ones. Oops. But, but it, it was it was an official one, like so. It was an official one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the WRC are supported by DJI. So DJI, a couple of years ago, they sort of put in. I don't know if they. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, basically they started uh, supporting the World Rally Championships. Because it needs it. They need sponsorship. <laughs> well, yeah, but it actually the shots, the guys, the guys do the drone operation on the, on the WRC are, you know, you could see at the start they were, they're not bad, but now that some of the stuff is really amazing. You know, they got some really cool shots, and they're getting more creative with the shots. You know, and oh yeah, they're uh, because the the World Rally Championships they obviously got still got the the helicopter with like the the gimbal the West West Cam, yeah. I'm not sure what what they're using. They used to, uh, it's a newer kind of brand on the helicopter they're using the camera I can't remember what it is but um, yeah obviously got the helicopter and then they got the cameras on the ground so it's like you know where did drones come in with that and uh, because the heli the guy on the heli he just flies so low it's insane like you yeah. know he's he's, a, he's maniac he is totally, cra totally crazy like but uh, um, and, uh, it's good for the heli is really good for all the live stuff because it can go so fast and you know if there's a live stage it'll be, it's maybe five minutes long they can cover the stage mm -hmm. and, uh, and he can stay up for and then they fly back to the start of the stage and then keep going uh, drones uh, for they, sections yeah for sections but like the new ones are getting quite fast now you know the, I think the old Inspire was DJI Inspire was topped out like a I can't remember what it was. It was like something like twenty or thirty miles an hour. The new one could do yeah. sixty. What? So really? So fast. Sixty. Yeah. Holy shit! It's insane. Is that the one you have? Yeah, I just got I just got one of those Inspire twos there recently, and it's 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 a pretty amazing bit of kit. Like you know, it's <laughs> sixty miles an hour. Could record ProRes like we're talking about, and uh, if you want to record raw, I could record five point two K raw resolution. Jesus. So it's, it's got that's you know, insane and it's, it's really good because it's uh, before you would have to have uh, like quite a heavy drone to lift the likes of a Red or the likes of Mini to get that kind of resolution yeah. now you got the Inspire with the with a pretty decent camera on it which is uh, that's an important thing because the drones that go 
the laws go in according like according to weight category you know so mm-hmm. if you're below a certain weight you can operate in certain areas or if you or you you can need a certain license or if you're above a certain weight which you know the likes of the, the drones that would operate the reds or whatever they you would have to get a different license for that and you could you'd be more restricted in one areas you could fly in and stuff like that you know so mm. yeah so it just makes things a lot easier when you got a lot smaller setup you know aerial wise you know I'm happy to fly my phantom on the farm and <laughs> just stick to the farm and scaring the shit out of the horses. Still going, we felt them. Yeah, I just I got a new charger for the batteries, so I started charging batteries again. I'm probably I'm gonna see if I can get it. If they're all working, I'll get it up yeah. this summer. Yeah, you actually got. You need to be careful with those batteries. Uh, yeah. If you don't, we'd want to leave them sitting anywhere in case they start. Because it could start to swell up and stuff like that, and then there's a chance of them going... When just they to, pop. Yeah, explode. They catch it, you fire. Know? So you just want to be careful. Actually, yep. that reminds me. I've got, like, a tiny, tiny drone you could, you buy off Amazon for about 40 pounds, and it's got, like, really small... Lithium? Uh, ...batteries, and uh, they're in a the cupboard in the kitchen, like, so I'll have to go and see... Yeah. ...check on them, just yeah. guess they're about to explode right like that. I remember, guys, when, when they first... When the Phantoms first came out, guys were charging batteries inside cinder blocks. Yeah. You know, like yeah. big masonry blocks with the yeah, holes yeah. in the center. They were putting the batteries in there. Yeah. I mean... You know, now they're more mainstream. You know, all the chargers are, you know, they can sort of figure all that stuff for for you. But back in the day, like you said, you know, people were just guessing how to charge these batteries, and yep. you know, it just exploded. <laughs> and um, you know, when I did all the training for all the drone stuff, I mean, they were talking you through all the safety things, and one of the part of part of it was about the batteries and stuff. And basically, when those batteries catch fire, you you can't extinguish them. They just burn out. Yeah, you just have to. The, they'll set fire to the, the things around them, and you can you can extinguish that. Like, but when they're burning, you, they just can't be put out. And that's why you know all the airlines and stuff are getting quite restrictive of batteries. And you know, you see, find like Amazon and all you. If you're trying to get batteries posted in Northern Ireland, it's it's a bit more of a challenge though. You know, it's because they're a bit more of a dangerous thing to transport about. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to deal with that hassle, like you know. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I've got I've got a couple of old old drone batteries sitting about. I might set fire to for the crack and record it super slow. We'll see what see what it turns out like. <laughs> you must have a bonfire close to you. <laughs> just just do it. Somebody oh, yeah. setting up a bonfire. <laughs> yeah. Here, guys, this is a good little fire starter <laughs> for you. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on going and going and going. Yeah. You see that fire see. at uh, Sandy Row got lit, eh? Oh, did I? Didn't hear about that. Something. Same as long. I think it happened last year too. Did it? Yeah. Prematurely. Just lit. some some random bird. Just yeah. vandals coming in and lighting it. Some balls doing that. <laughs> there go all your pallets and your tires. <laughs> and your kneecaps. That was the was Sandy Row. No, it wasn't Sandy Row. The one that caught all the houses on fire. Was it? I'm not sure. There's definitely. A, I think there was one of these Belfast somewhere that. Was it really, really caught close the, to houses? Caught the houses on four houses last year. Something Got like that, yeah. Roofs burnt off. Yeah. And when are they going to get rid of that? Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, when you. If you've ever got visitors from far, like from different countries coming over and see all the stuff, 
go to all the, it's and like, they shake their heads. Looking well, at, they're not really. Well, people I've seen, they're like, they're not really shaking their heads. They just they go, what, what's that all about? You know, why is there these things? Other why is there why is there flags hanging from lap posts and stuff? And you're like, you're trying to think of how to explain it to them. <laughs> it's like trying to explain a hundred years of history of <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I just don't get I don't get the tires burning and all like just the yeah, waste of it all. It's pretty bad, like is that? I mean, yeah. You know, you're I, not, you're not allowed to burn rubbish, right? Cops yeah. will come along and give you a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how but does you it, can you can do like a dozen bonfires across Belfast. Yeah. I think it's just people being afraid of, well, especially the council being afraid of doing anything about it. Maybe you know. Yeah, you it's know. part of our heritage. <laughs> yeah, that that annoys me. Like you said about you know if you were to go and do something like that, set up a big fire and burn it, and not, not even not even a big fire. Yeah, you yeah. know, just you're burning some some old wood from a from a building that you just tore down. Yeah, they'll yeah. come along and you know you can be reported for it. Yeah, different rules for different people. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have finish off your croissant? Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't want to crunch it really right in front of the microphone. <laughs> Make any crunchy noises. Well, thanks, Andy. That was good. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. 55 minutes. That was long enough. Just long enough chat of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you get back to your croissant and coffee. And okay. uh, thanks again. No problem. Thanks, Rob. What an amazing guy, that Andy Young. Honcho. Anyways, uh, till next time, uh, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, a wonderful night, and listen to you soon. Bye.